Welcome back to Born to Serve on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, the program that focuses on leaders who fulfill the role of serving the community and the Ummah and ultimately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rashida Davids continues our book reading segment this week on one such Khalifa, the late Sheikh Ahmad Didat from the biography Ahmad Didat, The Man and His Mission, a biography by Gulam Fahid. Chapter 8 is the Bible God's Word? Iqra, read, was the first word revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Didat realized the importance of da'wah through the written word early on in his mission. He often reminded Muslims that Christian agencies were spending millions of dollars on the free, glossy and multicolor Plain Truth magazine. In addition, as he told a journalist in 1987, Look at the 15 May issue of Watchtower. See inside here, it says average printing 12 million. Just imagine 12 million in 103 languages. The same group has another magazine called Awake, also monthly, with an average printing of 10 million. Didot sought to counter what he perceived as a propaganda offensive, but admitted he was initially terrified of the printed word due to his limited educational background. He overcame this fear and went on to flood the world with his literature. He told Pakistani journalist Abdul Kalam that no agency, no medium, no means of communication can penetrate the heartlands of Islam more deeply than the printed page and no agency or medium abides so persistently as the printed page, and no agency or medium can criticize so daringly as the printed page and influence so irresistibly as the printed page. According to Ibi Lockett, Didat was a very big exponent of the written word. He would always say to me, you are a writer, writers write, and you must write a book, but better than a book, is a booklet and better than a booklet is a leaflet. He was a great exponent of putting things in writing because of course he was not in the email era but he said there's no border that can prevent a letter from reaching your home and that you've got to flood the world with literature. Send leaflets and booklets because books are too long to read. His booklets were very popular because I think he had a winning formula he said that people don't want to read long academic books. Keep a long story short, sharp, incisive, to the point. And you can see the difference. His booklets are widely read. There is another little anecdote. I once suggested to him that now that we are entering the computer era, why don't you get a computer? He said that he can't use it. He said that he hates electric typewriters too. He said that when he writes, he's got to hear the keys and the clangs of the old typewriter. And that's the way he wrote. And some of his best writings were produced when he put his mind to something and said, I think I'm going home and finish this booklet. He would sit, concentrate and produce something really outstanding. The IPCI distributed booklets virtually from its inception. Printing costs increased gradually over the years and ran into hundreds of thousands of rands by the late 1980s. The most widely distributed booklets in the early years were What was the sign of Jonah? What the Bible says about Muhammad? Who moved the stone? Resurrection or resuscitation? And is the Bible God's word? 
titles such as 50,000 Errors in the Bible, Crucifixion or Crucifixion, and Resurrection or Resuscitation are examples of what Philip Lewis describes as Didat's vituperative style. Aside from polemics, Didat also focused on social and moral questions, including alcoholism, gambling, prostitution, and homosexuality in Western societies, proposing Islam as a solution for this decadence and Muslims marrying outside the faith. According to Professor Salman Nadvi, Didat's ideas resonated widely among Muslims. Muslims were impressed because Ahmad Didat was arguing back with Christians. Everybody was impressed, even the literate person, even scholars were impressed with Didat's knowledge of the Bible, which we didn't know anything about. So the scholars, who were steeped in Islamic knowledge, could not rebut Christian arguments as such. Nobody went into depth studying Christianity. In the early days of British rule in India, Christianity was part of the syllabus in Islamic education, so Muslims knew something about it. Islam and Christianity were together a very, very long time in the Middle East, but Muslims did not spend time studying what it was all about and how to rebut its arguments. Dida drew on biblical hermeneutics, the secular criticism which challenged the idea that the Bible was the literal word of God. He highlighted textual differences between different versions of the Bible and showed that in places the same event is described but different information is given. In the Bible, the biography, Corin Armstrong concludes that disparate influences shaped the Hebrew Bible and New Testament. The Bible does not have a single message because the editors who fixed the canons included competing versions and placed them without comment side by side. Biblical authors saw the Bible as a template for the problems of their time and felt free to change it and make it speak to contemporary conditions. The Bible was not seen as a system of rigid doctrines, unchangeable legal principles, but as a living message repeatedly perceived anew in its recitation as a great prophetic testimony to the one and only powerful and merciful God. During what has become known as Age of Reason in 17th century Europe, philosophers and scientists became suspicious of intuitive modes of thought and sacred traditions and demanded that the truth be demonstrated empirically. The emergence of so-called rational man changed how the Bible was read. Many scholars became suspicious of religion and applied their critical skills to the Bible. That was the reading from the biography Ahmad Didat, The Man and His Mission by Ghulam Fahid. Thank you for joining me, Muhammad Zaid Kasim, on Born to Serve on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you may comment and uh, send your suggestions to Zulfa B at VOCFM. That is Z-U-L-F-A-H-B at VOCFM.co.za. The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo.